And welcome to another episode of the Woods Water Mizzou podcast. I'm your only host for this show, uh, Skeeter, and uh, we I am coming to you from your home field studios. Go to home field, shop the great apparel. I think they just dropped a new Mizzou bomber jacket this week that is pretty cool looking, but uh, entering code Variety Sports for 15% off your first purchase. Uh, Case and Cole, I gave them the night off tonight. We're going to bug them because I know... Uh, they've got a bunch of family stuff going on this time of the year and all that. And so, uh, there was a lot to do as far as Drinkwitz press conference, basketball season opened up yesterday. And so I just kind of want to make a little short episode here to fill in on that. So football, uh, the new college football playoff rankings are out. We dropped from 13 or from 12 to 14 in the rankings. Uh, Tennessee jumps up to 13 so that is a big time matchup i don't know the sec network has announced where they're going for saturday i believe college game day is going to athens for the Ole miss georgia game so there might be a chance there if i had to guess uh two top 15 teams playing each other there might be uh some national media giving us a little attention in Como Saturday. So look for that to be announced. Uh, I know they always seem to wait till like Thursday or Friday before they announce. But uh, Drinkwitz opened up his press conference apologizing for his conduct along the sidelines. You'll have to excuse me. I'm dealing with sinuses. Uh, But he apologized for his demeanor on the sidelines against Georgia. Said that's not who he wants to be. That's not how he wants to represent the university. That's not how he wants to set an example for his daughters and he said he will do better going forward uh he said there's a stat out there first time since 79 two top 16 teams playing in Faroe. i don't know that that's true that just does not seem right uh at all so uh he mentioned the one and oh mindset when asked about where they are resetting mentally after the tough loss to georgia and now that the east is out of the picture uh, and he said that they still have a lot to play for. They still are playing for each other. Everybody that came back had something to prove. They're still playing for each other as a team, still bought in. Uh, was asked specifically about Tennessee and how they're doing differently because we think of Josh Heupel, we think of this throw it out, air it out, passing attack, and that's not how they're moving the ball right now. They are the number one rushing offense and defense in the SEC. So that sounds like a team that has focused on the line of scrimmage and dominating there. So that will be a tough task for our Tigers to go up against. Kind of changed my opinion a little bit of, oh, we should beat Tennessee, no problem. But I don't know after realizing that they're the number one rushing offense and defense. Uh, was asked about Brady, how he, how he backs, bounces back, said Brady is uh, mentally and physically tough. Uh, none of the team is putting any of the blame of the loss on Brady uh, for the two interceptions. Said that uh, everybody that was out there from coaching staff down felt like that they could have played better. Might be coach talk, but that's encouraging to hear. Uh He didn't mention kickoff coverage being a hidden play that gave Georgia an advantage that they were able to start their drives beyond the 30. 
And on the kickoff return that Marquise Johnson got tackled at like the five and then the penalty brought it back to like two, two and a half, uh, said that that was his fault. Uh, Drinkwitz uh, said it was his own fault that he was jibber jabbering at the officials or something other and uh, should have been paying attention. Uh did not have his guys lined up in the right position that was supposed to have their feet on the goal line and anything over their head or behind them don't catch. They had their feet on the five on that one. So that was a coaching mistake, uh, not so much on the players. And then uh, Chad Bailey re-injured the injury that he dealt with in the offseason, and they are shutting him down for the year. Going to get a second opinion. Sounds like possible another surgery for him. So uh, Hicks, Chuck Hicks, been stepping in, filling in that role for the majority of the games. It's been Hicks and Tyrone Hopper uh, playing as our linebackers. So uh, just next man up there. It does stink to lose somebody with the experience, uh, with the captaincy that Chad Bailey has. Uh, But, you know, Nobody's going to stop and lay down for us. It's SEC. Uh, Realist George and Luther Burden are questionable for the game Saturday against Tennessee. Seems like Luther's been questionable every game. Uh, dude's body's beat up. I know he's uh, <laughs> he's going to have a, a couple weeks recovery once the season actually stops there. But he is fighting through everything. But Realist George got injured on like the next to last or right there at the very end of the Georgia game. And so he'll be questionable. Uh, was asked about the sellouts in the crowd, said he hopes it is just the beginning of what's to come, that Froefield's going to have a national reputation reputation of being a tough place to come in and play, uh, and that it will help uh, the Tigers feed off of the crowd and get victories. Then, very interesting point here. Uh as y'all are aware, if you've been listening any part of the season, Case has been kind of hard on Tomlinson, and uh, I I agree that the early snaps are very, very frustrating. But he was asked specifically about the disconcern, disconcerting signals penalty that we've got a couple times. And so the offense has their cadence before they – or for them to hike the ball. They can only protect one thing. And so if Georgia says they're going to protect the clap, not any words, usage of words, then it's the clap. The defense cannot clap whatsoever. And said Tyrone Hopper was just trying to get the D-line's attention that they were lined up in the wrong front, was trying to get them to shift, said that they're working on the players, trying to get them to not clap. But, then he got into it the, on the cadence that you can only protect one. So if you say ready to let the offensive line know that, hey, a clap's coming, you either have to protect the ready or the clap. And most teams are going with the clap and said that there's some good gamesmanship going on. So really, really, really makes me wonder Go, uh, the the local ABC affiliate of Columbia, uh, they have a YouTube channel and they put all the, the press conferences on there. And 
go watch the end of that and Drinkwitz and the way he reacts to that question and breaks it down. It seems like Georgia was doing something, and he said there's some good gamesmanship. So it makes me wonder, was Georgia hollering out the ready? Because you can't get a flag on that if we're protecting the clap. If you protect the ready, you don't get to protect the clap, and they can be over there clapping. So uh just kind of makes you wonder what, what really is going on there. But that is going to wrap up the football portion of this. And let's get into basketball because men's and women's opened yesterday, uh, Monday night, or well, ladies Monday day, and they beat Belmont 72 to 61. I uh, can't really tell you much about Belmont other than they're a smaller school. You, you hear of the men in the tournament every now and then. Uh, Haley Frank led scoring with 15 points. Uh, I'm going to get names wrong, so I'm not even going to try it. But it's not, not a sexy win, uh, beating Belmont by 11. But who knows, Belmont could be a mid-major powerhouse or something I don't know about. Uh, but the girls won. I don't know how much more you can ask for than that. We'll take wins uh, any way we can get them in that program. Uh, the men, they played Arkansas Pine Bluff in front of 11,000 people on a Monday night. And they ended up winning 101-79. It was kind of tight in the first half there. And then Tamar Bates just said, hey, y'all get on my back. We're fixing to run away from these fools. And you got to be excited for him and what playing in his home state, having his family there. Uh, Kansas City kid that initially played for Indiana, trans- entered the transfer portal and came here uh, to play for his home state. So you got to be excited for that. Sean East actually led all scorers. He op- opened up the game on fire, made every shot other than the last one. He was seven for eight on the night for 21 points, uh, two for three behind the line. And team overall, 12 of 30 on three-point field goal percentage, which is 40%. That's not bad. We'll take that most nights. Uh, Overall, they shot 56%, and the stat sheet was full. I mean, a lot of guys got a lot of minutes. And in the post-game press conference, Uh, Coach Dennis Gates talked about, and I'm sorry, I'm reading my notes here, so it's not very good video, but said he knew AAB, University of Arkansas Pine Bluff would expose weaknesses, that they are a legit team. Last year in their opening game, they lost on the road at TCU. By one point, TCU had to make a three-pointer to actually win that ball game. So uh, he said UAPB is going to be a team that jumps up and bites some people this year, and they're not expecting it. Uh, talked about Aiden Shaw specifically, said he must rebound if he wants to play. Uh, said Jesus played really well, and that's why uh, Majak did not get to play. And part of the unselfishness needed for the program, but said there will be games this year where Majak will be needed. Uh, and I apologize if I get that name wrong. Y'all, I'm just a country boy. I don't sit there and, and focus on the names, and I'm not, like, really, really book smart. Uh I run heavy equipment. I've worked construction a lot of my life, so I just love our Tigers. But uh, Dennis Gates noted about the fans uh, bringing in over 11,000 on a Monday night. Uh, one of the things he called out without it uh, being asked was, we fouled too much on defense. I think uh, 
Pine Bluff had like 39 free throws or something like that. And some of them were several feet away from the basket or the play. So just guys got to learn where to get their hands. Uh, opening game of the year, I kind of like that tide officiating because it gives coaches something to coach on uh, in practice and maybe clean up some of the stuff that could come back and bite you later in the year. So January and February, we'll see different guys uh, in the Mizzou games. And I don't I don't think he was really talking uh, different players coming in and playing. I think he's talking about the, the cohesiveness and the guys learning. You have uh, three freshmen, true freshmen, I believe, that are – going to get some playing time with us and they're they're learning you're getting the transfers in that are learning uh so uh he's even learning his rotation of players and he said sean east nick honor and noah carter uh all earned the right to start with their playing experience uh they're sticking it out with mizzou said that the team is centered around them and sometimes they're too unselfish, and he wants them to be more selfish. Uh, that they're they're looking to pass, uh, and when he wants them to shoot more, he did praise Nick Honor for taking ten threes last night and going four for ten, forty percent behind the three point line. That's not too shabby. Uh, was asked about thirty six baskets on seventeen assists, and he said that is not good. Uh, Sounds kind of good to me, but he would have liked to seen more 36 baskets on 26 assists for that kind of ratio. Said that he wants to keep the time of possession from uh, the players holding the ball, wants their individual time of possession lower, which means he wants them, their eyes up. It's either catch and shoot or find the open guy and get rid of the ball. Don't stand there and hold the ball or try to do too much. So he praised the depth. Uh, said, you know, we didn't even get to see John Tonjay. We didn't get to see Connor Vanover, who's on a three-game suspension for playing in somewhat of a professional game that uh, I keep wanting to say Drinkwitz because my mind's in football mode still looking at the backdrop of throw there. But uh, Coach Gates said that, because of the COVID year, Vandover is technically a senior last year, so he's eligible to play in that tournament that he did uh, in the off season, and then decided to return and use his eligibility uh, with his COVID year. And so that's where that comes in. It says that they didn't adjust that rule for whatever that was he went and played in that uh, caused the issue with the COVID year. So it's just kind of glitching the rules there. Not that big of a deal. It's three games, and then we'll get the big guy in there. But he said one thing he did say is we're not going to pour cold water on the winds. And, man, I love that quote. Like, we are not going to say, oh, it's just this opponent or just that opponent. And so him coming out and, you know, he's going to praise the team and the good. He's going to call out call out the bad or what he wants to see change. You just got to love the way he runs that program. Uh, that's about all I have on that. And then I was going to talk real quick on wrestling. They have the Tiger Open, I believe it is. Tiger Style Invite uh, in Kansas City, Missouri, starting or 
that is a one-day deal. Uh, it's actually the 11th at 10 a.m., so it'll be it'll some of it will bleed over into uh, the Tigers game against Tennessee, and that uh, it's a big year. I'm excited for the wrestling. I know I brought it up a lot here and there. I, I'd love to do a whole episode on wrestling, but I don't know how much y'all would actually enjoy that. So we haven't done that yet. We are still in talks with getting a wrestler or two on. Uh, would love to get Coach Brian Smith on here. But uh, the one thing, football news that I did want to announce too that I forgot, uh, next week's game against Florida is a 6.30, I believe, kickoff. Uh, under the lights at Faro on ESPN. So we finally get that night game we've been wanting since opening night uh, that we had to play earlier this year. What was, yeah, South Dakota was opening night. So yeah, that was, that was our game under the lights. But we've asked, we received, uh, I'm interested to see what SEC Network, where they're going this weekend. Really expect them to be in uh, Columbia. If they've announced that, I've missed it. Uh, Worked 10 plus hours a day, so I don't get to see everything on Twitter. But follow, like, subscribe. Uh, I did put a poll up on Twitter. Go on there or X, whatever you want to call it, Elon. But uh, which SEC coach is on the hot seat? And it's kind of a tight race right now between Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M and Shane Beamer at South Carolina. Uh, Billy Napier at Florida is also on there. Zach Arnett, Mississippi State, still on there. I think he's going to be the first SEC coach can this year. And then I also put down in the comments Sam Pittman for you like, because uh, Arkansas, there's a chance uh, a lot of that fan base is wanting different results than what Sam Pittman's giving them. They've already paid... Dan Enos, $2.8 million to pack his bags and get out of Dodge eight games into the year. Uh, I believe the buyout on Pittman plus Enos and then plus having to pay a new coach. I live in Arkansas, so I listen to ESPN radio down here. And I believe the numbers that they, they gave would be about around $30 million that the school would have to pay out. So I don't know that that buyout's really going to work in that uh, school's budget. But go vote on that. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun poll. I like it. But I just wanted to do this because our uh, Tennessee preview episodes already an hour uh, preview in Tennessee. I think we talk a little bit of basketball. And uh, Cole finishes off with a really, really, really good hunting story and uh, real nice buck that he got there uh, outside of Columbia. So I'm going to run this maybe as long as basketball and football are overlapping. I might be doing this. I might get one of the other guys to do it. But appreciate all our listeners. I hope you all have a good week. And tomorrow night, Wednesday night, I will be releasing that Tennessee preview episode. Hope you all are having a great week. And as always, M-I-Z.